Hello, hello, it's me, Isabel Restrepo, and you're listening to the Mentor Your Mind podcast. Our mind can run around in circles to give meaning, make decisions, and navigate life's stressors. In this podcast, we view the world through the lens of human design, mindfulness, and other modalities to, well, mentor your mind and go from chaos to clarity. Like the song says, free your mind and the rest will follow. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Mentor Your Mind podcast. I'm so excited. Let's dive right in. So this episode is all about the conversations that we have with ourselves and an invitation to play. So what does one have to do with the other? Let's let me just back it up. Okay, let's back it up. (laughs) Give you some context. If you have been following me on Instagram, and if not, go check it out at Isabel J. Restrepo, Isabel J. Restrepo. Go, you know, go check out some reels. I love making them, love sharing them with you. And I posted this reel where I said the most important conversation that you have is the one that you have with yourself. And, you know, in the video, I'm not really saying anything, just, you know, the text is there. And a friend of mine posted a comment and he's like, but you're not even saying anything. And then I followed up with another post, um, Because yes, like, obviously, if we're with ourselves, like in a public place, we're not going to be actually talking to ourselves out loud, like having a full on conversation, the way that we do when we're just sitting there silently. So think about like, how many times have you had a conversation with yourself, and you're just sitting there, it looks like you're just sitting there, but really, you're having like a full on conversation, the peanut gallery, you know, your inner critic is out, you're pumping yourself up, the doubt, the like inner knowing, the quote unquote higher self, all of these people or voices are going up there in your mind and you're having this conversation with yourself and no one else would know. So anyway, I shared an example of how like a day in the life (laughs) as I was showering, I was kind of reflecting back on the reels and the comment and stuff. And I was like, well, how does my brain kind of piece all these things together? You know, how can I go from procrastination to play? How can I go from conversing with myself to playing, to getting into action, to creating a life of joy? And these are all pieces that go together. Like it's not just one isolated thing. They're all of these pieces to your life, to your mind that work together to to build the life that you truly want to live. And if you look around and you see that you've, you know, created these elements in your life that you really do enjoy, yet the feeling of like, there's like yuckiness around it. Like that's, that's awesome. That's like amazing. That is the, the medicine, the key, the, the thing that's going to get you to like, that's the thing that's, calling your attention. And that's the thing that's going to get you to play. That's the thing that's going to get you to joy, to your joy. That's the thing that's going to get you to this kind of next phase of your life of being able to accept all of the really good things that you've already built. So if you're listening to this, then you're likely at a really great point in your life where it's like, okay, I have, you know, home and I have really great relationships. I have things that I'm passionate about. And then there's, Another, you know, flip side to that coin is 
you might be tired and exhausted. And it's like, yes, I have all of these really great things, but why do I feel so tired all the time? Why am I so exhausted? Why do I feel like it's never enough? And I'm here to tell you that like, yes, amazing. This is really good. (laughs) And you might be like, wait, what? What do you mean? (laughs) What do you mean it's good? I feel awful. But these are key indicators that something's off. So how do we get to the root of what that thing is? And I think it's all about playing. But of course, we don't just like jump into that. We we build our way into that. It's, you know, if you're learning to swim, you don't just go jump in the deep end. You, you know, go on the shallow side of the pool, you dip your toe in, then you put in, you know, one foot, then another. And depending on like how you know, crazy you are, you might jump in all the way and then like reach your arm out and try to hold the ledge or you might ease your way into it. And I think for things in my life, I've, I'm a, you know, I'm a mix of both. Sometimes I'm like, fuck it. Let's just fucking dive right in. If I drown, then whatever, we'll figure something out. (laughs) But then other times I'm like, okay, I really want to you know, train my nervous system to be okay with this change. Because sometimes if I dive all the way in and I haven't regulated my nervous system along the process, then I end up getting out of the pool and then going to the shallow and then taking the steps slowly to be able to really accept all of the goodness versus, you know, diving in. But you know, like that's life. That's life. Sometimes you're going to dump in or dive into the deep end. And other times you're going to walk in through the shallow and make your way to the deep end. Like, it's it's life. It's just a decision that you made and none of it is good or bad or better or worse. It's just a thing that you do and a decision that you made. And I guess to kind of go back to, you know, these thoughts that I was having in the shower of like, okay, when I think about procrastination, when I want to do something, but I'm not getting into action around it, when I just think about it and think about it and think about it, there's a belief underneath that's keeping me stuck. So if you're, you know, if you look around your life and everything looks quote unquote really good, but there's something sticky that makes you feel like, oh no, like this isn't, this, this isn't right. Like, why do I feel so tired? Why do I feel so awful? There's a belief underneath that's running around your subconscious, and you might have heard this already, your subconscious controls 95%, okay? Consciously, it's only 5%. So while consciously you might be like, but life is supposed to be quote-unquote good, why do I feel this way? There's 95% of your subconscious running around being like, no, you have this belief. Life should be hard. You're not worthy of this. Like, you have to work really hard for all these things. I mean, insert whatever belief that is in your subconscious. So how do we get to the root of that? Getting to the root of that, we do it through play. And why play? You know, why that specific tool? So when we learn something new, it's going to be way more effective if we do it through play, if we do it in a way that's going to feel good, in a way that's going to activate our brain in a different way, in a way that's going to just flip the perspective in a totally new way. If you're ever around kids, which I don't have a lot of like direct access to kids, well, more so this past year, but in general, like, you know, my life is filled with adults. But if you're able to share or spend time with kids, just notice the way that 
they view the world. It's like a totally blank slate. It's kind of, and even if you don't have direct access to kids, it's like what you see of in movies and stuff. It's like, why? But why? But why? And they ask all the qu- these questions and it's because they are making sense of the world. They're navigating these changes through questions, through curiosity, through play. If I'll, I'll give you an example. So my Um, My cousin, she has a daughter, and I think at the time she was about three, and she didn't like her car seat. So I was like, okay. I was like, can I give it a try? She's like, yeah, okay. Because we were going to go somewhere. The the kid needed to be in the car seat. And I was like, hey, I was like, do you want to go to space with me? And she's like, yeah, I want to go to space. I was like, amazing. Let's go to space, but we're going to have to take a special spaceship there like is that okay with you she's like yeah that's okay with me and I was like okay but we got to be safe so we got to get into our special seat like can I lift you up and can we go get on the spaceship and she was like yeah and then I was like making noises and I picked her up and I brought her into the seat and I'm like you know making like zoom and then I'm like okay we gotta put on our seatbelt and playing all of these things and I made it playful I shifted the perspective it wasn't like okay we need to get in the car now you need to get in your car seat and let's go it's like let's just try a different way even though ultimately it's it's building safety you know the driver is going to be calm because the kid is in the seat this the kid is going to be calm because they're safe you know like all of these different things although in the moment the kid may not see it but the way that we go about getting there is a totally different way a total different shift in perspective just by playing just by making a game so if we want to get to the root of things as adults and we want to make it fun, like healing and self-development, I feel like has this negative connotation of like, oh my gosh, it's going to be so intense. And like, now I have to feel all my feelings and I have to go into this deep process when in reality, well, yes, some of it might, it just, you know, if you've stuffed a lot of stuff down, then, you know, it comes up and it might be a lot, but it doesn't have to be that way all the time. It can be a fun experience. It can be something that makes you feel like, okay, yes, I can do it. Yes, like maybe in the long run, it will be really good. But in the moment, it's really like ugh, tough and new and change. And our brain does not like change. It's like, wait, even though I know how shitty this is, like, I don't know what another way is. So like, hello, no, I'm scared. So we ease that through play. We ease that through getting into thought work and action in a different way. And so I've created this how to play mini playbook that gets you into the energy of play. So if you're going through something, especially if you're going through a moment of transition, this is key. It's like, okay, If you're in a period of transition, this could be maybe you just entered a relationship or maybe you're deciding that you want to change careers or maybe you are wanting to move to a different city. Like these are all new things that your brain is like, alert, alert, danger, danger, like help. (laughs) But consciously, you know that it's okay. You know that it's safe. Again, 95% of the subconscious is like, hello, wait, scary. No, don't do it. Don't do it. But if we get to the root, the root, okay, the root of the belief, you can do all of these things on the outside. But if the root is still running around in your subconscious, then you're not really going to make that change that you're really, you're really wanting and desiring. So we get to the root of it to have it be really effective. And 
to make it even more effective, we do that through play. Think about it. If you're doing something that you don't want to do, where you feel yucky, you feel like, oh, I'm stuck. I don't want to do this. You know, there's resistance. That's going to be a lot different than if you enter it through a play of like, okay, let's get curious. Like, how can we make this work for me? How can I get excited about this? How can I see this in a different way? And I think what this process is all about is being able to shift your perspective, to be able to just flip whatever it is that you're going through on its head. So you can be like, oh, wait, this is just, this is just, this is just a belief that I have. And the amazing thing is that you can change your beliefs all of the time. Oh my goodness. Like if I think about my own personal experience, like when I was younger, it was like, I wouldn't even say the word love. Okay. (laughs) It wasn't until I was in college that I would like started saying love because I was like, well, do you really love orange juice? Do you really love that couch? And my belief was that if you say love, it's like, intense and this like really dark like not dark but like deep heartfelt emotion and it was just this whole other thing where now I'm like no love is just energy and it's light and playful and fun and beautiful and you can share that with someone else you can share that share that with your community you can share that with your family but again that was like a belief I had I was like you can't say the l word like that is just so intense like the belief was that this love was just an intense deep thing that was just like oh like now that I think about it I'm like oh my god calm down it is not that serious but that was a belief that I have and now that belief has shifted over the years and it will continue to shift you know like a love for a dog is going to be way different than I'm assuming a love for a human child even though that is a you know, furry friend is a, uh, you know, that is your child, obviously. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, they always say, like, it's like, it's different when it's your ch- child. Or like, oh, we were talking about kids earlier. I watched this reel yesterday that was like, what's the sound that you hate the most? And this guy was like, the sound of children playing. <laughs> and it was like, oh, like the screaming and the yelling, like, I get it, but I just don't like it. <laughs> It just made me laugh so much. But then if you talk to a parent, it's like, yeah, I don't want to hear other kids scream. But when it's your own kid, it's a little bit different. And so I feel like I just went on a whole other tangent. But I guess to like wrap it all up, it's it's really coming down to getting to the root of that belief. Is that something that's serving you? That's the other thing. It's like, yes, you can have all these beliefs, but are they limiting you? Do they feel icky in your body? Do they feel like, oh my God, restrictive? Or do they feel free and expansive and like, I can do anything. And if it's the first one versus the latter, then you can change that. That's the amazing thing. Like the brain will create these new patterns And you can totally shift the way that you view the world by changing your beliefs. And so I invite you to start getting into the energy of play again, whatever that may mean for you. Play for you might be baking. Play for you might be to uh, do a DIY DIY project. Playing might be to create a vision board. Play might be to play Jenga. Like the, the possibilities are endless. Maybe it's all of that, you know, like you get to define what play means for you, but it's starting to get into the energy of that to tell your nervous system like hey all good like we are part of this this is 
this is safe and it's okay to be here and create a new normal that's going to be really supportive for you. So if you're ready to start playing, I've created this how to play mini playbook, 10 different ways to get into your creative energy, get some joy, get some juices flowing. And I will link that in the show show notes to be able to access that. It's free and I think it's really fun. So definitely check it out and let me know what you think. And so I'm going to wrap it up today. I feel like that was really, like I was on a roll. I was excited to come on here and talk today with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. And of course, if you like what you heard, definitely subscribe, review, and I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Love you. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you enjoyed the episode and you'd like to support the show, please let me know by leaving a review and sharing it with your friends and family. Be sure to subscribe so you always know when a new episode is released. We'll see you next time. Bye.